everybody. Welcome to the Middle Age Sports Spectacular. It's a show about sports, children, alcohol, television, and anything else that four middle-aged nerds want to talk about. Uh, we're back after a uh, glitchy last episode where we dealt with some technical difficulties. If you happen to listen to it, which nobody did because we don't have anybody listening to us, uh, you notice that there were some skippy parts and some, some parts where there was some overlap and I was talking over people even more than usual. So um, hopefully, we're, we're hoping now that we've fixed some of that as, as I switched my computer and we, we've got some uh, technical upgrades here. So we're actually thinking that this might be our first real, real podcast where we got our, we got our system down, we got our process in place, we have everything going for us, and uh, we're ready to uh, take over the world as, with the middle-aged sports spectacular. Um, so I think what's important right now and so you all get an idea going forward of, of who the who the players are here is I do a little introduction and go around the room here. So I'm your host, David Plazic, and we'll get to me in a second. But uh, to the right of me on the screen here is uh, Brian Pepe. Brian is a father of two. Right. Yeah, Brian is a father of two wonderful daughters. Uh, if if his daughters were a baseball team, they'd be the Angels. And uh, Pepe oh, would be wow. Mike Sosha. Uh, his favorite <laughs> Italian restaurant is the Olive Garden. Uh, yes, it and is. His most Fuck most it. commonly used expression is uh, yes, dear. He also loves <laughs> the Yankees, bread pudding, and a nice IPA on a Sunday afternoon. I do love them. Next up, we have Douglas. Uh, Douglas and I go way back, uh, almost 25 years, all the way to NBA Live '95, and uh, when I used to kick his ass with Glenn Rice in his bedroom and eat slices of cheese, the, uh, the nicely processed ones. Uh, but Doug is a numbers guy. And when he's not working hard and getting you your, your tax dollars back, he's busy pissing away his own tax dollars in daily fantasy sports. He loves his hometown teams, the Red Sox and the Celtics, but he's not a New England fo Patriots fans, guys, as his loyalty lies with John Elway and the Denver Broncos. He also likes cats and the occasional slice of red velvet cake. And then, all true. And then there's Pat, the man of many children. And when his wife asked him how many kids he wanted, he channeled his inner LeBron and he said, "Not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. He loves the Braves and the most intimate and boring aspects of baseball. He has posters of pitchers bunting all over his walls." He tried to name Anderton Simmons as his oldest son's godfather, but when Anderton <laughs> wouldn't return his calls, he settled for Nick Marcakis. <laughs> and then there's me, your host, your favorite host of all. They call me the voice. Actually, nobody calls me that. But I do enjoy talking and interrupting conversations and making points that I don't even believe in, arguing. I also grew up a Red Sox, Celtics, and Patriots fan. It became so spoiled that I got bored and turned to gambling with Doug, DFS, which didn't go so well. So there you have it. We're the guys behind the middle-aged sports spectacular. Nice introduction. Now you know who we are. Wow. And with that, let's, uh, let's get on with the show. How do we get past that? That is phenomenal. Well done. It's only down. Oh, I think here. we should it's just only wrap it up. Here. That's it. I think we're done. That was good. Was well, good thanks start. for listening, guys. We all learned a little bit about each other right there, you know? 
I like that you called yourself the voice, not the ears, because you don't listen to a goddamn thing any of us say. You know, that you was gotta, really good. Nice you, job. You got to know who you are. Uh, so we got a we got a big show ahead of us here. Pepe uh, worked really hard in typing up one hell of a uh, agenda for us. So we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna start with segment one, and we're gonna go with a little bit of news around the sports uh, world. And first topic is the NBA All Star Game. Don't know if anybody watched it here. I actually didn't watch it at all. None of it. Except the dunk contest. I did watch the dunk contest. I did watch the dunk contest. I did. I watched uh I watched All Star Saturday night. So I watched the uh the um the skills competition, the three point contest. The three point contest was awesome, by the way. It was really Nobody good. Nobody's talking about it? that. Who Buddy healed on the yeah. very no, last kidding. shot. Very last shot. Very last ball, very last rack. He needed Patrick, that's a point to said. tie, two to win. He got two. Wow. Um, no, Patrick? I, I didn't actually catch any of uh, All-Star Weekend. I did see some of the highlights, especially a couple of the dunks. One over Taco Fall, which was awesome. And the other uh, dunk that Gordon did, which was just incredible. Um, yeah, one of the greatest dunks of all time, which is yeah, why seriously. I wrote next to my uh, show notes, Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yep, he did get robbed. Arguably, yeah. again. Although Zach Levine put on a better show than Derek Derek Jones. So... I don't know the, the 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 Zach Levine Aaron Gordon contest last year was so incredible and so close it could have it should have been a tie should have been the first tie of all time. Yeah, Derek Jones definitely deserved to win. Also, yeah, that like it wasn't like he didn't deserve to win. He didn't. It wasn't like he put up a bad contest because he was amazing as well. Just he did you know. the same move over and over again though. He kept he a little thing. between the legs. Yeah. Yeah, he was a he, he was pretty obsessed that with one that. thing, and he just did it a couple. Eric times. Gordon's frick at three sixty yeah. tomahawk off the backboard was just he should have just won it right there. Like you yeah. can't, you know, he had a similar one last year where he caught the ball where uh, the mascot held the ball above his head, and he jumped and grabbed it, and then went under his legs and got so much air. I can't get enough of that dunk. That and the Zach Levine behind the back and under the legs one. So much athleticism. Yep. Do they? So I don't ever watch the dunk contest. Um, is the 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 rating system always the, <laughs> the same way? It's horrible. It is horrible. I don't get it. So they took a bunch of people who had ties to Chicago. The All Star right. Game was in Chicago. They just took a bunch of guys who had ties to Chicago. It was uh, Scottie Pippen and the rapper Common. Yep. And Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, who's from Chicago. Um, okay, who who's the WNBA player? Lisa oh. Leslie? No. No. It's the only one I know. No. Um, Is that bad to say? Swoops? There was the Swoops. No. I, yeah, I think I it was. Was it? Sure. Oh, was it maybe swoops? it was Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Swoops. Nice job. Oh, stop, Dave. <laughs> and like, was, come on. Well, no, there was, there was someone else, too, and I can't remember who the other person was. but <laughs> It's the know, other short story long. person I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I don't get it because everything was – the worst dunks were an 8, and everything else was a 9 or a 10. So what happened was Aaron Gordon put up five fifties. Yeah. yeah. And Derek Jones Jr. kept matching those 50s, right? Right. He, he actually went first, and Gordon was matching the 50s. On the last one, they had sort of like a uh, agreement amongst the panel that they were going to have it tied again and go to another round, and somebody dissented. And I will, 
you know, it's there's so there's stupid. heavy speculation that the person who dissented was none other than Dwayne Wade, who at the very beginning of the telecast was going nuts when um, Bam Adebayo won the skills competition, his former teammate. Hmm. Well, guess who Derek Jones Jr. is? Former his teammate. former teammate on the Heat. Shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Shenanigans. So. It's too bad. It's too bad that Gordon, I mean, his dunks will, I mean, like people will remember, but the fact that he didn't get one championship out of two incredible showings is amazing. Yeah. Yep. But you can't fault the other guys either, like Zach Levine and Derek Jones. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the athleticism this day and age is just unbelievable. You know, yeah. How do you dunk over Taco Fall? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. So. I can't imagine dunking over any of you guys, let alone Taco Fall. I can't imagine dunking. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Good point. Ridiculous. So, well, anyway, this is a good show. So, Who won uh, the MVP of the game? Kawhi Leonard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we all that, fine with that? would be Kobe the Kobe award? Bryant MVP award? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is everybody good with that? I'm fine with it. I'm not. Ooh. Okay, Why so I shouldn't say that I'm not. I'm just, I'm not okay with. So I made a, a, a DraftKings all-star game lineup <laughs> for go. funsies and because Here i'm a degenerate go. right and i'm and i got, didn't have I, got I got Giannis on my team he's my captain i got lebron and then staring at me right there right in the salary range i have left after you know i i think i had like sabonis and um you know somebody else to round out the roster there's Kawhi, and i said Kawhi doesn't care about these things he's not gonna play that's this, a fair assessment of, like this sort of thing doesn't entice him or interest him and then he just goes off and hits a ton of three pointers and i was i was just stunned i was stunned what'd you guys think of the new format did you notice the new format where you have to get to 157 points i did really you guys didn't see that yeah so the fourth I, I read quarter about that and i actually like that yeah it, it actually a, a lot of people are raving about it i mean i didn't really watch the all-star game because it's been so irrelevant for so long but this year they implemented the change where you had to get to 157 points and that's when the game just ended so the game actually ended on a free throw which is incredibly anticlimactic yeah Yeah. anthony davis got a free throw and that was the end of the game he missed the first one but made the second yeah but all the guys were playing their asses off in the fourth quarter which is something you don't see in an all-star game, an NBA all-star game. So no, you that, never that, do. That, yeah. So, it's usually just lob city. Yeah. Why so I guess people really liked it. I, I I don't know. I'm not sure where they came up with that. It's a weird number. But I know somebody like... who didn't like it. Who's that? Because a certain player got robbed of his chances to play. Pat Cullen didn't like it. All his what? votes for Taco Fall just fell short. <laughs> I didn't like that portion of it. I do like the 157. Is it 157 or 159? I thought it was 157. It I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but that, just because when you look at all the All-Star games, the NBA, NHL, and NFL All-Star games are not even close to the real game. 
Like, Major League Baseball has its faults, but at least that one is somewhat similar to a real game. Um, so I, I like, mm-hmm. even though, obviously, you don't have 157 or 155, um, it, it right, everything I read was the fourth quarter was like an actual real game. So to see a real game with All-Stars actually trying seems pretty cool. Did you and say one fifty seven to one fifty five, like fifty cent? What, <laughs> what if I did? Just, I just for the record, just wanted to make sure that got noted for but the that, archives. Yeah, for the archives. On this day, Pat said one fifty seven. So, all right, good NBA weekend. Anybody else got anybody got anything else for that? No, I'm good. All right, let's move on to uh, another. Another big topic going on right now, the XFL. Uh, Doug, I know you got a few things to say about the XFL. Why don't you uh, jump in here? Uh, do I have things to say about the XFL? I most certainly do. I love the XFL. The XFL is fantastic, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? They came out with a whole bunch of rule changes mm-hmm. and uh, fun things to do throughout the game which just make it incredibly watchable. Now, the ratings were like, what, 2.9 million the first week. They were down yep. to about 2.2, 2.3 million the second week, which really isn't that bad of a drop-off. That's pretty good. Yeah. The um, Any idea how it compares to the last time they tried this? Uh, much better. Much better retention. Mm. Um, you know, and, and call it what you will, I think, you know, the two most important things are well, the NFL just ended. Now what do we do? Right. So now football fans can still get their fix, and they can still get their gambling fix. Yeah. Calling all degenerates. Yeah. And go. they embrace it, too. They list the over-under on the score throughout the, the entire score. game. Yep. Yep. That's what I I'm talking about. That. Yep. My yeah. favorite piece so far that I've really enjoyed is if a player fucks up, he goes to the sideline. The reporter's right on him. Right oh, isn't there. that great? You just have to answer for it right there. I, it's fantastic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um some of the other things like the kickoff have you seen the kickoff yes that's it's so much better i think like uh, i know, would agree it, it, in especially in terms of player safety but i, I mm-hmm. mean you know it's kind of neat to see you know the guy catch the ball and then the guys run at each other from the uh, 30 and the 35 yard line i think that's mm-hmm. much better i like the coaches mic'd up like you said i, yes. like, the in, I like i like the in-game interviews the sideline reports, you know, they're talking to the quarterbacks like right before the game, during the game. Um, the extra points, you can go for one point, two points, three points. Love that. The best Love thing it. is going to be when they go to overtime, okay? You're going to get five chances to score from the five-yard line each team. That's so great. Gets, right? It's like a it's like a home run derby or a shootout or something, oh, that's so right? so great. Yeah, yeah. So I think these innovations that they're doing are really, really interesting. And, you know, if the league folds, it folds. But I would like to see some of these things implemented in the NFL. Yeah, I think think there's some really good ideas to build off of here. I love the overtime rule. I think that just makes it so much fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the the XFL is the biggest challenge right now, and I could be wrong, but it – is the uh, is the quarterback play? I mean, obviously, the the centerpiece of your team, typically, the more talented, the better the offense. Um, so there's been some yeah. good quarterback play, but I think overall that's been a struggle. Yeah, Cardiel Cardiel Jones has been really good. I think and, Sunday, um, 
the first six scores, three were offensive touchdowns and three were defensive touchdowns for for the whole league. So, yeah, I mean, the the quality of play is what it is, right? I mean, we're not expecting, you know, the best of the best here. But, you know, (laughs) speak for yourself. It's it's something to uh, is Jamarcus Russell in the league? He is not. Damn. No, that would be cool. But uh, Cardale Jones, he won the uh, the national title with Ohio State a couple of years ago as a third-string quarterback. No kidding. And it's like, oh, what happened to Cardale Jones? And it's like, oh, we're going to watch him play football again. That's, oh, that's yeah. a fun fact. Aaron, yeah. I was pretty excited because Aaron Murray was a big-time Georgia quarterback like a dozen years ago, and they were on the Tampa Bay uh, – he's on the Tampa Bay Vipers, which had the highest odds at the beginning of the year to win the league, and they're 0-2, and he sucks. Yep, it, it, it is yep. cool. It is I, a lot of like college quarterbacks or college players that like were big in college that flamed out in the NFL or you know didn't even make it, and now it's kind of like the revival tour. Oh, trust me, I had uh, Aaron Murray on my DraftKings XFL team week one, and <laughs> oh man, oh man, didn't, didn't work out so well. It did not work out so well. It did not. <laughs> Sorry. Have you been playing DFS XFL? Um. What, what do you want to hear? Because um, the answer is yes, but I don't think I want to admit that to you guys or anyone else who might listen to this. It's fun. I mean, it's... I, 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 I've, um, I've retired from Daily Fantasy. Uh, not on yeah. top. My Trevor Ruff here. Bad year. I need, a, I need some time away, like a good six months. Three days. Year. Yeah, three days. Oh uh, no, it's it's. I quit. I stopped playing. I don't know, a couple months ago. I'm David, and I'm an addict. Well, baseball season's coming up. I actually didn't really play baseball at all last year. There was like three times I played. At one time was at Pepe's house, and I just made a team on a whim and won twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it was a late night team. I put twenty five bucks in, and I finished in first. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was two tournaments. I won a thousand and one, a two hundred and another. Never forget that. I just I stacked the Phillies, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this would be. They, they look like they're in good position to to be." And uh, yeah, they went off. So anyway, fun fact. Sweet. Uh, I hope to repeat that this year. I'm sure it'll happen. So well, that's fun. Let's move on. Let's get to uh, one more topic here for news around the league. So baseball, a lot going on in baseball right now. Yeah. Got some. Uh, we got some cheetahs going around and, and uh, players with a lot of opinions, a lot of opinions flying around here. So Astros Pepe has apologized for being cheating fucks. And I'm going to let him are a bunch of cheating fucks. kick this off. Pepe, why don't you talk about the Astros? Well, so they did their big press conference and Jim Crane comes out and he makes an announcement that uh, he doesn't think the, the, uh, the banging on the trash cans affected the games. So what I loved about it was like 10 minutes later, an announcer goes, or uh, an inter- interviewer goes, uh, did you just say that it didn't have an effect on the game? He's like, no, I didn't say that. But you 100% said that. You freaking moron. It's like, it doesn't make, of course it had an effect on the game. And then in, you had Altuve. Why, why would you do it? You know, Right. Why would you do it if it didn't have any effect on the game? Exactly. You won the World Series, so it clearly had some effect on the game. Just own up to the fact that you bunch you, you guys cheated. Can you, you imagine if they had beat the Nationals last year? Oh, Can you yeah. imagine if they were coming into this season as the reigning World Series champs? Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we had, a, I mean, a bunch of people voice their opinion. Cody Bellinger went off a little bit. And then, oh, uh, I love Cody Bellinger. Correa tri- retaliated a little bit, but when he did, he pointed out Altuve's stupid tattoo on his collarbone. And my favorite so, part about that, and Correa speaks really, he's an intelligent guy, which I didn't know about him because I figure all athletes are lummoxes, right? But, uh, Correa is a pretty intelligent guy. So he points out that Atuve was covering up his tattoo, even though Atuve had originally said that it was for his wife, right? Like that was the thing. He didn't rip his jersey off or didn't want to rip off. So then the best part is there's a shot of Altuve's shirt like recently, and there's the, there's the collarbone tattoo that they talked about. And then there's a, a close-up shot of when he's coming to home plate and he's holding his jersey, and you can see the same area. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. He doesn't have a tattoo. He might have one now. He got it now. Yeah, but before he got it five days ago. I'm not saying that he had a buzzer attached to his shoulder. Did he go to the tattoo shop and say, quick, put something stupid right here? Put, yeah. put his dumbass tattoo on my shoulder. I'm not saying that he did have a buzzer. But that fucker had a buzzer attached to his shoulder. I don't care what anybody says. They all say that like Altuve did what? nothing. He had no involvement in it whatsoever. I don't know that that's true. They never called out any other player on the team to say that they didn't do anything. Altuve's the only guy on the team that didn't do it. Wait, come on. That's ridiculous. Was Brian McCann on the team last year? No, but he was in 1718. Oh. Interview him. Yeah, but he was that year. I feel like he's a guy who would be too proud to lie. He's the guy who confronted. Was it Jose Fernandez he confronted? No, who was the guy who hit the uh, home run? Oh, Carlos Gomez. Carlos That's Gomez. It. Yeah, not Jose wow. Fernandez. Sorry. Totally off. They all sound the same to Dave. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Coley Bellinger certainly let a, let them have hey, it. Then, what? then the, the biggest voice, not Mike Trout, even though Mike Trout spoke out. Mike Trout speaks out. He doesn't ever speak out. No. But Nick Markakis. <laughs> <laughs> actually judge spoke out today too i thought that's where you were going but yeah nick markakis mild nick markakis literally and i did a double take he said all those guys in that locker room deserve a beating <laughs> i i i read it and then i'm like maybe he said beaning like you know people are going to retaliate that's but what no, i thought he too legit said yeah, he said they deserve a beating. Nick Markakis, which o- he only has one emotion, whether he won the World Series or <laughs> struck out on a an zero and 162 team. It's just stone cold face. I'm a professional. I can't smile. And he said that. So you know it's bad. Nick Markakis. Yeah. Your, God, your, your son's godfather. My, my, yeah, my, apparently like my Bellinger. son's godfather. Bellinger was one of the first guys to really call him out. And you don't see Major League Baseballs call each other out. I think it's because the Players Association is so tight. Sure. But yeah. everybody is shitting on the Astros. And they're calling them out yeah. for 2018 and 19, you know, basically don't, saying that they don't probably think, I think Trevor Bauer too. was defending him. What? Really? What? No, I'm just kidding. Trevor no. Bauer. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, like, wait a second. Yeah, he went was off. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that doesn't like sound the like the ones. Trevor Bauer I know. Well, at least this is distracting from the Red Sox. 
I don't know. I find the whole thing a little disingenuous with all the players speaking out because I'm sure that they have, um, if not cheated themselves, witnessed somebody on their own team cheating and probably never said anything. Like I think of the time when Michael Pineda was standing on the pitcher's mound covered in pine tar. And I don't remember any Yankees going, um, excuse me. Um, I don't think that our teammate here should be pitching, nor have I ever had somebody say, oh, excuse me, umpire, but that was really a ball. You missed that call. No, they're taking the strike. That's slightly different. I don't think the doing pine tar thing is as, it's, it's not legal, right? You can't do it. It's different than banging trash cans using the electronic equipment. I'm not saying it's not wrong because Pineda can go screw. I hate Pineda. Um, <laughs> but it's not the same thing. Do you guys by any not chance all... remember the game that Clay Buckholes, Buckholes <laughs> had? He had his hair all – it was like it was long, and it was like so greased up. And between yes. every pitch, he like reached and grabbed and then like rubbed the ball. And he was like money that game. Like, yeah. Stripping in soul glow. And everybody's is like the most blatant cheating I've ever seen. And they're like, well, I mean, I guess he could, he could, I forget what it was. Like he can touch there and do that. He just looked like a total grease ball. And he was just smothering that ball. Every single pitch. Yeah. It's but funny anyway, how, I, you know, doctoring the ball and, you know, all these little weird things are like accepted forms of cheating, but there's apparently a, Line to be crossed in the unwritten rules of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're all it, deflected. It has, it has a lot to do with, one, technology was used, and two, it wasn't just player on player, but it was a front office relaying and stuff like that. I think that's the – like, I hear what you're saying. To a certain point, unwritten rules are stupid, but that's kind of what the feeling that you get is no one gives a crap if you're – trying to get a little bit of an edge or if you're stealing signs off second base or even if you're like Alex Cora was known for being extremely good at just picking up the signs himself or maybe he never picked up the signs himself and he always ah, in the outfield mm, you never know you know but, what that you know what that is Pat that's the rub then that's the <laughs> rub go. fair enough <laughs> yeah. oh how many yeah. how many where, where does it go from here what's that oh how many wins did the Astros get this year? I, I'd like to think that Do there's talented play, Like, those players were talented before they got to the Astros. It's just a matter of how talented. Like, Mike Trout, you know, he's like, man, I'd love to know what was coming. That'd be fun. That guy would hit, like, 900. Yeah. I think that's what Vlad Jr. said, right? Like, he said, I'd hit 500 or something if I knew it was coming. Mm. So, but I don't know. I mean, where does it go from here? What, uh, what are the next steps? I mean, it's like... Everybody out there wants their head, and Manfred's just like, yeah, you know, they, I, I gave them what I thought they, they should have gotten. Yeah, I, I still feel like cheating is widespread, and there's more um, scandals to be uncovered if they really want to look at it, which is why yeah. I think that some of the players should kind of take it easy with how vocal they're being. Yeah. Yep. Remember yep. Rafael Palmero exactly. like with the steroids? That's exactly what I was just thinking of. Vehemently <laughs> yeah. disagreeing. Yeah, and then one day he shut up. Yep. I wonder how he's yeah. doing. Is he not, still trying to come back? Not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no. He's better yeah. than he's gonna be a, he, yeah. He's going to join Pete Rose in the XLB. He is better than <laughs> Yes. 
He is still better than Harold Baines. You know what would be this great? A really great story if it came out that Harold Baines did steroids. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be great. That would be, that would be awesome. At that point, <laughs> everyone has to be put in. Everyone makes the Hall of Fame. I, I make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Pat Cullen, now in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I, I voted myself in. Oh, oh man. God. What a fun time in baseball, huh? Let's. It's just so much fun going on. Most conversation people have had about baseball in the winter, though. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Hey, you know what? The last yeah. big controversy, or well, not, it wasn't a big controversy, but it sort of was, was after the strike when uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire revived baseball by cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. knew they were cheating. Everybody. It's kind of different, but. Now, that's the, the other. Time, but that's the other problem that I had back then. You had all these baseball writers following these guys all over the country and writing these articles and all these guys in the media. And you can't tell me they didn't know what was going on. And then they all got on their high horse and they said, oh, I can you believe that these guys were doing it? OK, so where are the Astros beat reporters in 2017, 2018, 2019? None of them saw anything, suspected anything, nobody, huh? They thought they had a waste management problem. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that was a good one. Hmm. Yeah, they just like trash cans. Uh, Like, I'm blown away that this this went on for so long and nobody said anything. Like, they're just hammering trash cans at the fucking, like, that happens normally? Mm Mm-hmm. That, that's the what I don't get about it though. either. The players on yeah, the other it's, team it's, it's, it sounds like It sounds like in MLB probably knew too, right? And that's why they gave out that warning. The problem is, right, this is, oh, we got caught. Now we have to do something. Right. That's what MLB's it is. Manfred too. wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. But. Anyway. No. Well, that was fun. Anybody else got anything on the uh... – the Astros. They're a, bunch, they're a bunch of cheating fucks. Yep. <laughs> Red Sox are sort of oh, yeah. cheating fucks, but nobody's really well, talking about them yet, anymore. What? How is this uh, taking this long? Yeah. I read something that's going to come out next week. Well, great. I hope. I, I believe the punishment will be they have to uh, re get Mookie Betts back and they will have to give away Verdugo. Hmm. That's a I punishment? hope nothing comes out of it's it. It's actually sounding like that's probably all right because Verdugo doesn't sound like he has the best character. That's what they which say. Which won't yeah. play well. Or back. In Boston. Or back. Or, or back. his back. That's not good either. Yeah, which won't play well in Boston. But they got that kid Jeter, right? Yeah. Jeter Downs. Yeah. And yeah. he's actually the 15th rated prospect in the top 100 on Fangraphs. Is he 15th really? overall. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he jumps he jumps anywhere from I didn't know he was that high in fan graphs. He I, I see him generally in the mid forties um on other rankings. But yeah, no, he's talented. I, I think and honestly I guess second base would probably be a good fit for him. But he's not coming up this year, but potentially next year. Yeah, Jeter Downs. They have him fifteenth overall. I'm just looking at fan graphs right now. I mean Overall, he doesn't project to be an elite player, but a pretty good one. This is a great segue. Yeah. Into the next topic. Well, we're actually going to take a quick break before we get into the next topic. Uh, And when we come back, we're going to talk about MLB again. Uh, Off-season winners and losers. 
look at some Brookie breakouts. And then we're going to introduce a new segment where it's listener feedback. So that should be fun. And we're back. So segment two, we're going to talk about MLB, offseason winners and losers, and rookie breakouts, who we're predicting. Uh, we're going to go around the room first, and we're going to talk about winners and losers. And we're going to start with you, Pepe. Who's your As winner? Who's your loser? It can't be unanimously well, Pat. He actually doesn't play baseball. So it's for loser? Uh-huh. Oh, well, hang on right. now. Hang on a second. Did I, did uh, I throw for winners. Well, it, did, it really screwed me up. Uh, for winners, I, if you know who I am, you know what I'm going to say. The Red I'm gonna Sox. Go with, I'm going to go with the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's the Yankees. Now, for me, the only reason for that is one person. It's Brett Gardner. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so the Yankees lost actually a lot. They lose Dylan Batantis. They lose Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, Greg Bird, Didi Gregorius, CeCe. But none of those guys really did anything for the Yankees last year. They also lose Jacoby Ellsbury, so that's a net win. Um, they got Garrett Cole. They, they got the one guy they needed, the one guy they wanted. Um, they haven't spent any money on anybody in a very long time, and I was real pissed when they didn't sign Machado. They didn't sign Bryce Harper. They didn't sign Patrick Corbin last year. They did that for a reason. They were saving their money to get this guy. And they finally got the one guy they actually needed. You look at that pitching staff, now losing Paxton now hurts a little bit, but they had a bunch of number twos. Tanaka's a two, Severino's a two, Paxton's a two, and then whoever you got after that is fine. They needed an ace. They needed a guy to go up against Justin Verlander or name him Max Scherzer, and they got the guy. So for me, it's the Yankees. Is the easiest pick, but uh, for losers, I was gonna go with the Red Sox, but that just seems too easy. I want to see one of you guys talk about them. Um, it's the Astros. You know, not only do they lose their manager, they lose um, Garrett Cole, they lose Colin McHugh, they lose Will Harris, they lose a lot, but they've also lost their entire aura as a franchise. So I think out of everybody out there. The Astros went from being one of the greatest teams that everybody rooted for to a big tub of yuck. So that's those are mine. That's fair. Doug? Thank you. Winners right. and losers. So initially I was kind of thinking about the White Sox, but they're still a ways away from the Twins and even the Indians. And I was looking at the baseball prospectus Pakoda standings. Um, you went deep. I eh, well, not really. It's just the first thing I found. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds are projected to win the National League Central. With all of their additions, they, they are now projected to win with 86 wins. And they got Aris Titties Esquito. Esquito? Yes. Mosquito. What is his name? It's Aris Titties. Love him. Yes. They got him. They got Mustakis. 
They got Castellanos. They got Wade Miley. Um, yeah, they did well. They did all right for themselves. Yeah, they they added a lot of pieces, and their team looks like it's actually starting to come together for once. Uh, um, get it? Yeah. Eris titties. Come. All right, all right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Do I get it?" I don't know what he's talking. It was about. a stretch. I stretched. It was a big reach. Sorry, okay. Doug. I'll stop interrupting so, you. No, that's fine. Oh boy. Now I had the same uh, inclination as Pepe, you know, that the Red Sox were too obvious a loser. Um, the Astros, obviously losers for obvious reasons. Um, let's see. Let me take a look here. Hmm. Okay. You know what? I'll talk a little bit about the Red Sox. Now, I'll start with the uh, the most recent history, right? Brock Holt got signed by the Brewers. Game changer. Now, everything that the Red Sox front office has put the fans through in the last couple weeks, the least they could have done was thrown a couple million at Brock Holt and had him come back, and then Sox fans could go, well, at least we got good old Brock Holt. But no, they couldn't even do that. We're going to be looking at, uh, I don't know, what, Jose Peraza at second base? No, Dustin Pedroia is going to be uh, Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> He's going to be healthy all year. Um, You know, going back to the last podcast, 27-year-old Mookie Betts in his prime. Um, top five player in the league. And he's gone. And uh, now I don't think that the... Red Sox were actually going to contend this year. So it's kind of hard to call them losers when I don't really think they were going to be challenging the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, they're losers. We all lose. Pat, oh, yeah. we'll wait. We'll wait for you. Are you awake, Pat? Yep. Okay. He's so respectful. <laughs> He's really respectful. Uh, Pat, you'll go last just because you got a, a, a laundry list of, of people here. So I'll just jump in. Mine will be quick. The winners were the Dodgers. They got the second best baseball player in baseball for nothing, really, that hurt them. They kept their top prospects, which is, by the way, Gavin Lux is, what, second in baseball, and, and then there's the other guy there. I mean, so they gave up a couple guys, but overall, they just they got Mookie Betts. They got the second best player in baseball to lead off or wherever the hell they feel like putting them. So, yeah, the Dodgers won. They won big. You know who lost? The fucking Red Sox fans. Not just the Red Sox, <laughs> but the fans did because the team is a dumpster fire. You got some freaking idiot that they made the coach. I mean, he's not an idiot. He's probably a really nice guy, and I'm sure he knows baseball. Obviously, he's a bench coach. But he's just there to just like, you know, he was like the least distracting guy they could just put in that position. So they just threw him in there, and they they – Signed a couple of guys and whoever the fuck. And yeah, Brock Holt, fan favorite. He's gone. Uh, and they got some talent that they're going to piss away now. So that's good. Um, Chris Sale's arm is taped onto his body. And uh, yeah, I mean, their bullpen is a, is a shithole. So yeah, good job, Red Sox fans. Sucks. Sucks to be you. Is is it a legit question to ask if Dave Dombrowski uh, understands the uh, the luxury tax? <laughs> but like, he we haven't really he talked was... about that like 
yeah. when he signed David Price, when he signed Evaldi, when when you know all these sale, Chris but, Sale. But that's what Dabrowski. Like Dabrowski he didn't see this coming. Yeah, he's a one-trick pony. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna win you a ring at all costs, and it's it's a hefty hefty cost. And he did he tried it with Detroit, and he got he just fell short. Somehow they yeah. lost to the Red Sox in the ALCS, yeah. which I still to this day don't know how. Yep. Other than Big Poppy's magic stick. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It feels weird when you say know. it like that. It's just it's to me right now. It's all about the Dodgers and the, and the Red Sox fans, as far as well. I mean, the Astros clearly, but uh, Red Sox hits closer to home for me, being a Boston fan. So yeah, as fans, we lose out. We don't get to watch the second best player in baseball and one of the potentially greatest Red Sox players of all time play in his prime in the Red Sox uniform. It's, it's just it's Bukaki. It is Bukaki all over the fucking TV. It's awful. It's just awful. And I know the words that I need to mouth. clean up my language, but right now it's warranted. Straight boot, Mookie Bukaki <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so with that, Pat, I give it to you to name your six favorite Braves players or whatever it is you're going to do. No, so I, I took the question a little differently. Uh, I have multiple winners and losers, so I'll I'll make it quick, just kind of hit the highlights. So winners, Yankees, right? They needed one one piece to have that team be the favorite in the AL and they got in Garrett Cole. You know, the contract was huge. Six, seven, eight, nine years might be bad, but for this year, right, exactly what they needed. I would say they're the favorite. Dodgers, they got bets in price again. They got they now have two of the top five players uh in Major League Baseball on the same team and they didn't have to give up the farm for him, so that worked out. I really like what the D backs did. Um, mm-hmm. they were yeah. a decent team. Mad bum. I don't, he's not what he was five years ago, but he's still a very good pitcher getting Starling Marte for basically nothing. Um, even Cole Calhoun, I think is a nice change of scenery. If you use him right, he'll work out. So I like that. Uh, I put the Rays as winners. I don't even love their moves, but they take water and make it wine. So right. Jose Martinez is probably going to bat like three eighty in his platoon role. Um, and he's always been a good hitter, so I'm sure they'll use him wisely. Hunter Redpro is going to hit 50 home runs. Um, it, it, Manuel Margot, who couldn't do anything with the uh, Padres, is now going to be like a gold glove 300 hitting center fielder. I don't know how, but that's just what the Rays does. Um, uh, Doug, I'm with you. I really like the Reds. I kind of, at this point, think they might be the favorites in the Central. I don't think anyone else in the Central did much. Um, they got a lot of pitching in the last year or so. So I don't love Mustakas as a second baseman. I don't like Castellanos' defense, but they have a really good lineup. They got that um, the Japanese center fielder, which center field is where they were kind of lacking. And I think Nick Senzel, as long as they use him right, he can kind of be a plug-and-play guy anywhere. So I think they did well. I think the Minnesota Twins, too. They needed starting pitching. Um, unfortunately, they were in on a lot of guys. They couldn't get anyone. But I think the Maeda trade was a really smart move for them. I think that shores up the rotation a little bit. And it, it was kind of one of those things, if you can't get pitching, then just sign a guy like Josh Donaldson and he'll clear some of those holes. So that's who I had for winners, for losers. Um, I had the St. Louis Cardinals because they're the worst team ever. Um, and they, <laughs> they, right. The, this division, the NL central is ripe for the taking. 
and they really did nothing except got a good prospect in Libertor, who's not going to help them this year, re-signed a couple guys. So they lost out. Uh, the Indians, right, they're... I don't think they're as good as the Twins anymore, and I think you can make an argument about the White Sox. They're losing their prime years, and they traded Corey Kluber for a potential really good closer when they're going to win 83 games and only going to need him for 35. So I don't, again, they didn't take a step forward or a step back, right? If you're not going to win it, rebuild, maybe trade Lindor and get a haul while his value is at the highest. Um, I didn't like the Pirates. They are the past couple of years, this is what they do. They're not going to go for it. They're not going to rebuild. They're going to win 78 games, be competitive, and they're going to do the same thing. They traded Marte, and they didn't really get much. They got Brendan Malone, a prep pitcher, or a Juco pitcher that was drafted late first round last year, and that's about it. Um, as you guys have touched on, the Red Sox with Verdugo, that's all they got. They lost a couple obviously bets in price so that it's not good for them and the last team i have is the rockies their only big signing is ubaldo jimenez and uh they managed to piss off nolan arenado pretty bad and again another team that has some talent but it almost just seems like they're they're fine with being okay i i, I know what they're thinking is they think some of these prospects coming up and everything's going to gel and they just had a bad year but still uh, you know, do something what the Diamondbacks did, add a couple pieces, even if they're not huge. And then the honorable mention, I don't know if it's a winner or a loser, is the Seattle Mariners because uh, Jerry DePoto, who has a minimum of – he's like our fantasy league. He at least has to trade six times and make ten free agent signings <laughs> in an offseason, even if they make no sense at all. All he did was sign Carl Edwards Jr. So he might be dead. We just don't know about it yet. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the off season and a wrap. Quick fun fact for you guys: <clears throat> Madison Bumgarner is eleven months older than Garrett Cole. Hmm. Yeah. Really? He has he has thrown seven hundred more pit innings in MLB. Yeah. However, we said wow. that he's not what he once was, but in two thousand nineteen, he threw two hundred seven innings and had a three point two WAR which is almost the same exact war that he had in 2013 when he threw 201 innings and 2014 when he had 217 innings. It was more than he had in 2012 when he threw 218 innings. So he's actually had a pretty good year by Madison Bumgarner standards. It doesn't match 2015 or 16 when he had 4.9 and 4.3. But other than that, pretty good year for Madison Bumgarner. So could be even better signing than people realize. I thought he was like 47. He just feels old. <laughs> He's got 1,800 innings pitched. I mean, the guy's That's been crazy. around yeah. since 2009. That's when he first showed up. 2010 was his first full year. That's bananas. He's a 10-year veteran. Some bum garner. How old do you think King Felix is? Oh, he's like he's young-ish. He's like 34. Yeah. He's 33. Yeah, he's yeah. been playing since 2002. He's been playing I think since it was, he was 14. 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, uh, right another guy near and dear to my heart julio Tehran, feels like he's been around forever he's 29 yeah yeah no what? way wow yeah wow he, and he just That's turned crazy. 29 he's the same That's age crazy. as garrett cole yeah. That's crazy slightly no. not yeah. as good good stuff yeah. no good baseball stuff pitchers are the new nfl running backs yeah right yeah 
All right. Well, Pat, that was a good list. Excessive, but good. Do you want to talk about the other three teams you didn't talk about? <laughs> we can. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was, uh, as much as I hate to give you credit, I thought that was really good, Pat. Really yes, good. it was. Thank you. You didn't just scream about red, the Red Sox or whatever. So good job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so let's go. Let's move on. Let's go on to segment three of our show, the third segment, listener feedback. So what we decided to do is we decided to solicit some of our friends because we don't actually don't have any listeners. Uh, we and we asked them to give we us some questions to discuss. You want to skip the segment? No, no we you skipped, skipped the breakout. Oh, Ugh. It, it's up to All you. Right. I'm just saying. No, let's go back. Guys, let's go back. That's my bad. He's got to talk about and the top 100. There's one no one. There's no editing that will save this. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna mention rookie breakouts. I got one. Pepe's got one, and I'm sure Pat's got about 47 of them. Uh, uh, it's it's like 18. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start with Pat. Pat, who are your rookie breakouts predictions for 2020? Um, so I don't necessarily have predictions uh, per se. I just have a couple guys to look out for. Um, I, I have a couple. We'll go. I got a couple bold predictions. Um, so my bold predictions is Casey Mize, um, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, uh, number one overall, not last year, but the year before, um, has tore up the minor leagues, had a little arm trouble, so he got shut down early. I think he comes up this year, and I think he's one of those. He's one of the few uh, aces that will come up. Uh, you know, maybe not next year, but um, I, I think by twenty twenty one he will be an ace. Um, Joey Bart, I really like for the Giants. He honestly, to me, fits that Buster Posey mold, in which kind of is perfect timing because he should be. I think he's going to be up this year, learn a lot from Posey and. Uh, uh, he's going to fit right seamlessly right in. The Giants are going to have a, a awesome catcher for the next 25 years now with just Posey and Bart. Um, Mackenzie Gore for the Padres. I think he's one of the guys that can take them to the next level. The Padres have a lot of talent, and he is the top of that talent. Um, really three-plus pitches, lefty, uh, outstanding curveball. I think especially if they're in the race, he's going to come up uh, this year. And uh, I expect real – he's another one who I would say has a potential to be an ace, not just a really good pitcher. Um, some of the easier ones, Gavin Lux, uh, Luis Roberts, right? Lux did a little bit last year. Those are both really high, um, high – top five on every list prospects that are going to get a good chance this year. So instead of going through everyone else, uh, I'll do a couple more. Joe Adele. Um, Really, if the Angels are going for it, then Joe Adele. Oh, sorry. Well, I should have won last. Uh, Joe Joe Adele, I think, if the Angels are doing really well. No, I put you first so we didn't have to go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, That would be an outstanding outfield, Trout, Adele, and Upton. Uh, Upton, I would say, has the potential by next year to be the third best outfielder in that outfield. Um, Jesus Lazaro. guy for the A's, uh, another lefty, a uh, really good pitcher. I think he, that's going to be the key for the A's. They have a good lineup and they've been doing a lot with the opener and uh, the bullpen, but guys like uh, Lazaro and even AJ uh, Puck, uh, 
another lefty that throws hundred triple digits. Um, and I'll end with uh, two more guys, Alex Kirilov, uh twins, same, same thing. They can't get enough pitching. So he is a uh, really good hitting outfield first baseman type. Um, especially if anyone goes down on the twins, I think he'll help. And Andrew Vaughn, if the White Sox really did well this offseason and they are in the race, I think you're going to see Andrew Vaughn won the Golden Spikes Award a couple years ago, third overall pick last year, but can just mash. He's a really good pure hitter. That's all I got. You're the guy. You're the guy who who gets. You're the guy who writes that. Shut up! You're the guy who gets that Academy Award and you thank everybody under the sun. Here's an hour and a half of Pat thanking everybody for winning an award. That was great, Pat. I don't even know half the players you said because I zoned out. Anyway, uh, I'll go next. Yeah, that's fine. Thank goodness. Michael, I can't follow that. Michael Kopech. He's got a great arm. Doug, you're up. <laughs> well, Pat stole mine, and he stole my second one, my third one, my fourth one, my fifth one, my sixth one. Okay. All right. So, all right. I'll, I'll do, like, three really quick, even though Pat already talked about it. Um, right? So... Robert of the White Sox, he's the obvious choice, but I think he and uh, what's his name there, Nick Madrigal, he's probably yep. going to get call, called up, and he'll probably bat lead off. You know, um, he could be a difference maker. Um, yep. I really like Joe Adele now that the Jack Peterson trade did not go through because uh-huh. that opens up a spot for him to come up and just kind of blend in behind Trout and Otani and. Uh, Rendon, and it would be a nice, easy transition for him to the majors. He's got a good speed power combo. Um, and my third one was Mackenzie Gore. And the reason is, is because the Padres might actually put it together, right? Everybody was high on the Padres going into last year. They fizzled out. They didn't do a damn thing this year. There's no expectations. So maybe they put it all together. Maybe Tatis becomes the super duper mega star that he can be and they need a pitcher to pitch them into the playoffs hoping for a deep run Mackenzie Gore could be that guy that's what I got Pat that's how you do it you don't talk about the top 55 guy I'm gonna just finish up with another 12 (laughs) Pat was right though that was actually very well thought out and and, yes great job name three Name ten. You should put that in the notes then. That's fair. You need to tell Pat his limits. I, I literally, there's like Burgundy? seven or eight people I did not talk about that I so have. So Cullen's on my notes. Ron Burgundy. If I don't put it down on the screen, he just he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Pepe, you see who the fuck's like? All right, so I do have a couple. So yeah, Luis Robert, Joe Adele. Casey Mize, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Gavin Lux. Those are all the obvious choices. Um, I think Kyle Tucker is going to be pretty good this year. Um, nice call. Yeah, I, I think he has a chance to t- take the Astros and just lift them up on his back. Hopefully he uh, hopefully he has a pretty decent year. Brandon McKay for the Rays, two-way player, pitcher, and, uh, and a hitter. I think he's actually uh, pretty decent on both sides. Um, I think he'll be pretty good. Carter Keeboom, 
uh, I think yep. is going to come up have a really big year. They lose Anthony Rendon. Um, I think he's going to do his damnedest to to fill that void. And then someone, some moron keeps talking about Christian Pache when I talk to him for the Braves. Um, and I don't understand why you didn't talk more about your your one guy. Didn't doesn't make any sense I, to me, Colin. Well, one, I would I would disagree. I think there's more than one guy in the Braves. There's generally five or six in the top 100. That's my own I, fault. Uh, yep, you you opened it. So I think when Christian Pache gets called up, he is going to be a top five defensive outfielder. It's all about um, him with the hit tool. I don't know. I, I think his floor is a Kevin Kiermeyer type, and his ceiling is pretty high. And it's it's high because if he does hit, he's starting to develop power. He's only twenty one, and his defense is already elite. So he has a good floor of just being literally a defensive specialist outfielder with plus speed, plus arm, plus defense. Um, Fangrass gives him pretty yeah. high ratings. Yep, but Christian Pache. Yeah. So so the the only thing is for this year, not a I, not a power I, hitter though by any means. Well, so so he his spent power his first ratings two are my, very low. Which which he's is, a big pussy is what okay. I'm saying, Pat. <laughs> no, 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 no. So his first two years, he did not hit a professional home run. In the last two years, in people, even like a Keith Law has been saying, he can grow into 25, 30 home run power. And now he's been show, starting to show that. So that's the thing. If he is a 260, 30 home run guy with elite defense, that is a stud right there. I don't know yeah, if that's going to happen. But their power ranking for him is a peak of 45, which is pretty low when 70 is the top. So, I, but, I'm sorry, but his defensive that. numbers are incredible. So he's basically yep. the Andrew Simmons of the outfield, which yep. you'd take that which all you, day. Yes. I Every would. day you would take nine Andrew Simmons. Yes. Yeah, I would. Can I, can I do that? No. Um. Well, that was fun. Can we move on to the other segment that I've already talked about? There's another one? Sure. <laughs> Good job, Pat. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the listener feedback part. And uh, our good friend of the show, Ryan Britton, wants to know who we think is the most overrated player in each sport. So I'm going to go ahead and do us a favor, and I'm going to get the one that none of us know out of the way, and that's the NHL. Ooh. Good call. So I went – and I Googled most overrated player in the NHL. <laughs> and the answer is PK Subban as voted by oh. all the players. Okay. So he's overrated guys. Uh, and that's what we got for NHL. I'm going to pass it to Pepe Ooh. for baseball. Pepe, oh, you, who's your most you know Pat Cullen overrated player about that. in baseball? So I was looking. Pat, by the way, it's just one player. Yeah, we only get to do one. Um, <laughs> I actually have a couple for baseball. You can only say one. I'll explain why, though. So I took it as all-time players. Sure. Yeah. It was vague. Um, yeah. So I'm going Jim Rice. And the reason I say that is everybody in this fucking town acts like that guy was Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle having a kid. 
and he was a good ball player. Do not get me wrong. He had like five years of being really great, and the rest of his career was pretty good, and that's about it, and not much more than that. Um, but everybody acts like that guy should be in the Hall of Fame, and if we go by the Harold Baines rating system, yeah, maybe he should be. He's a good player, I think. Um, not not as great as the Boston area makes him out to be. But that's just 50, 51 career war, 13 more than Harold Baines, but nothing phenomenal. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good ball player. But, yeah, you can't use Harold Baines as the baseline. No. Because uh, Carl Yastrzemski had 94 war, just for reference. Anyway, sounds good. Pat, most overrated in baseball. So I was taking this more as active players, but you guys just said it. If we're going all-time players, it is Harold Baines. He made the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah. So he would be the most overrated. Um, it, so I, I, I picked uh, just two guys. And the problem with MLB is I think it's hard because it's people I feel like are very quick to when they have a half a bad season, they go, oh, he's done. So in a sense, I almost feel like it's hard to say overrated because people jump off the bandwagon quickly. Um, but the two guys who I picked, and, and one is by kind of just his, who he is, and the other one's by contract, uh, Albert Pujols. Um, I mean, again, career-wise, I would not call him overrated, but he is... Yeah, he was one of the he's most magnificent not, hitters to ever play the game before it, he went to the Angels. And, and now he's not even... He's a replacement-level player. Like he's actually you, you below, could, below replacement. Yeah. So he's just not a good player anymore. It makes me sad because I remember the pool host of old. But uh, So I, I have him. And then if we're going by like a contract... I love this guy, but again, it, it scares me. But I went with Nolan Arenado because, again, I'm I'm afraid with the coolers, uh, coolers factor um, that he, if he leaves that stadium, he might only be a 270 hitter making 34 million a year. Gold Glove defense. I mean, he's still a good player, but to pay a guy like that who could hit 270, 20 bombs. That's not a thirty-four million type player a year, and that could be still in his prime. We're not talking like the back half of that contract. We're talking if he got traded next year. So he'll be my overrated based on contract player. Cool, you created your own segment, Doug. What is yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um. Uh, well, Pepe said Jim Rice. And I was kind of going back and forth on whether I should save mine. And since he attacked a Red Sox, I'm going to attack <laughs> a Yankee. And I'm going to say, and, I'm, and it's a little unfair, but it's Giancarlo Stanton. That's not where I thought you were going. I no. thought he was going to say Don Mattingly, but go ahead. And I Don he Mattingly. I going to say Derek yeah. Jeter. No, no. I'm not oh. convinced that uh, Giancarlo's the great player that uh, his contract says he is. Um I see him strike out a ton. And I know that he's been injured. I know he's got issues with health. But uh, right now, as I see it, a little overrated. That's fair. He, he strikes about strikes out about as much as Aaron Judge, though. He only had one year where he really – he had the 59 home run year. Yeah. 
and every other year it's been shortened seasons or just he's, he's always injured he's always yeah, injured. it's injury that's a fair and pick my pick is yeah. is also tied to contract i mean that is a lot right. of money a lot of money to pay him and mm-hmm. uh so far he hasn't lived up to it in my opinion I was going to pick Nolan Arenado, but because Pat picked Nolan Arenado, I'm not going to pick Nolan Arenado. I'm going to say every Sorry. player that's ever played for Colorado <laughs> in history. Ever. They Forever. might be really good, but because they played in Overado, uh, Arenado, Colorado, uh, they're just rated higher Probably. than they ever should be. It's just, it's egregious. The numbers, sw- the, the swings. Like, Play a DFS, I'll tell you this. You never you, – you actually, oftentimes in the past few years, you took pitchers against the Rockies when the Rockies were away. They were that much worse of a team. It's incredible. And I went to one Colorado's Rocky game this year. I went to my first one, and they scored like 15 runs. It was amazing. <laughs> but it, it's just – it's so bad. Like on the road in the past few years, the team has struck out as much as any team. So when you play daily fantasy, I would just pick a pitcher against them. And it's, and it's a lot of people would still stay away because they're like, oh, Nolan Arenado and Troy Story and uh, Tr- whatever his name is. Is it Troy Trevor. Story? It, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Story. Story. It's not Toy Story 3. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Charlie, Charlie Blackman and all these guys. And then they would go on the road and they'd just shit the bed. So I don't know. Anybody who's ever played for Colorado, that and Don Mattingly. Um, I don't think yes. you should besmirch the good name of Vinny Castilla, sir. <laughs> I don't appreciate that at all. I was a big Andres Galarraga fan, to be I honest. I was about to say the big shit. cat. Come on. The big cat. I liked the big cat. He Expo, right? He started out the Expos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, anyway. well, that, How about – all right, let's move it on. We keep it going here. We're going to go to NFL. Pat. NFL. One player. NFL. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. He won two Super Bowls. They were both good years. Even in those years, he wasn't that great. He is a slightly above average quarterback that people are talking about enshrining in the Hall of Fame. No. Yep. Trent Dilfer won an Super Bowl. He's not going in the Hall of Fame. His, you know his Trent, name. How do you think Trent Dilfer feels as the guy that's always referenced? <laughs> yeah. What I do know, you talk right? about shitty quarterbacks that won Super Bowls? Yeah, he's probably shining yeah. his ring going, I don't care. Yep. Yeah. All right, Pepe, football, most overrated. Yeah, so again, I thought it was all all time. Sure. Sorry, I, I apologize. I wanted Joe Namath. Ooh. I know he wants to kiss announcers on the sideline, but that guy wasn't that <laughs> Susie good. Susie Colbert. Yeah, the other one's Terry Bradshaw. So he won a lot oh. of Super Bowls, but Whoa. I don't think. Oh, that was a bold sorry. choice. Sorry. When you put him up against some of the other elite quarterbacks, different generations. True, that's Very true. Very different. It's hard to compare generations. Yeah, you'll never be able to compare Pat Mahomes to any of the greats in the '70s. It's just such no. a different game. It is. You're not wrong. I think, and again, you guys know a little bit more about football than me, but I think he won a lot of that because of the team that was around him, not who he was. That's it. Doug? I think that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not that, bad. That's fair. I mean, these guys... Passable. He, he and Namath, certainly Namath, they don't have the stats. You know, they have the um, they have the stories. They don't have the stats that go along with them, like Elway, Marino, Favre, 
all those guys. Um, okay, football. So I uh, did not think it was all time. I thought it was current. And again, this might be a little controversial and it might be a little unfair, but I'm going with Baker Mayfield. I did not see anything from him this year to justify the number one pick. And I have legit concerns about him going forward. I know that that team is a dumpster fire as far as management, coaching. But I think there is cause for concern in Cleveland He's got a lot of weapons, and there's no reason why he can't throw the ball up and have him catch it. Totally fair. Totally fair. Maybe I think it's fair. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think, think he'll play he better. I think it's one more year. I think I agree with Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. But right agree now? But right now? Mm. Well, he might mm. not be as overrated now. He was over, like, if you looked at going into the season, but I think that a lot of people have soured on him since this season. But. They're still well, pretty... I mean, he was in every other commercial during the season. He, he sure I think was. that had a lot to do with it. And I'm like, oh my God, there's Baker Mayfield again. He sure was. So yeah. mowing the lawn. I'm going. Yeah. I actually. So I originally just had one in present day, um, and then I also came up with one all time, just because we're doing all time. So my present day is any running back on any team is overrated. <laughs> Don't you dare say that about Sony Michelle. He's not. He people know he sucks. And so, my all time is John Madden, even though he wasn't a player. Or he was a, a player, one. but as a coach, he was a player. As a coach, he was overrated. I think. I think the teams he coached would have won more Super Bowls if it wasn't for him. But he was a hell of a he was a hell of a color commentator, man. That guy, I actually enjoyed the hell out of him. I yeah, you're him. you're pulling at my heartstrings here. I love John Madden. I, I grew lo- up on John Madden in the booth, man. You're the one mm. who told me when we were young that John Madden was a terrible coach. <laughs> really? Yes, that was you. Interesting. That's what made me look it up. <laughs> I think Yeah, you're... that that I think that Raiders team probably would have won more Super Bowls. Yeah. If they had uh say if um Don Shula was the coach or somebody, you know, mm-hmm. one of those guys. Anyway, all right. One more sport, NBA. Doug, I'm going to start with you. Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Oh, fuck you. Oh, God no. God damn it. Oh, no. Sorry. Only one I uh, had. Uh, <laughs> yep, I scramble, scramble. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Can I go first? Um, well, at, at least I feel you know like what? I'm right. Should we just take a unanimous yeah, vote? By that reaction. Should we just take yes. a unanimous vote? Yes. I vote Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. It is Carmelo. Yeah. He, I, I, I swear. It, it, it's that his the wife smells like honey nut Cheerios? <laughs> it, it, no, it is It's him winning that national title. That was a famous Syracuse. Kevin Garnett line. Yes. No, I remember. Is it really? That's um, funny. He smells, she it, smells like yeah, honey nut he, Cheerios. That was the best line. He is that typical, so, if I shoot the ball a million times, I'm going to score a lot of points. Not be efficient, but I'm going to score a lot of points. And what does what did his teams do? Did they win any championships? Did they even come close? No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's a unanimous one. I, I can't even argue it. I mean, I had you scribbled can't? Russell Westbrook down too, but Carmelo is like far and away. just runs away with that. 
Um, I did have a funny thing though. So I was for each sport. I just looked up, you know, what is the most overrated or who is the most overrated player in NBA? And you always get the, who the players voted. So I'm going to read off a quick list for you. And I'm going to leave one name out because this name blows my mind. So in the NBA, the most overrated two players were Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook, as voted by players. Followed by Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, then James Harden, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, Kyle Lowry. And then there's this whole mess of players in the fourth tier. There was Miles Turner, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Hassan Whiteside, John Collins, Lonzo Ball, CJ McCollum. You see where I'm going here? Pretty talented dudes. Nikola Jokic, DeMarcus Cousins, and then Semi Ojale. <laughs> Wow. Was considered right. overrated. Okay. One of these things is, is not like the other. He yeah, plays is he like, rated? He plays like six minutes a game. <laughs> but the players, 47 players that were polled, enough of them voted semi Ojale to make the list. He, he must just wow, be a D-bag or something. That's all I got. That's all, that's all I got. Yeah, mm. I just thought that was... Uh, interesting you know the players have a much different perspective a lot of these if you looked at statistics would be changed but except for russell westbrook anyway i mean did you say that lebron was in like the top 10 like he was one of the first like top 10 names you rattled off there wasn't he yeah he was one two three four five six seven eighth behind james harden and ben simmons exactly so who votes lebron james overrated because but 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 that that makes sense no, but it makes sense because – but the question is how do you rate overrated? You know what I'm saying? Like Derek Jeter is a great baseball player, but I would argue with people who said he's the greatest player of all time, and then I would literally make the exact opposite argument when people are like, he's overrated, he sucks. So overrated LeBron might be – LeBron James, might... like statistically in almost every category, is one of the greatest players of all time. Is he the greatest player of all time? You That's probably another segment. You can't compare generations. But, but, but statistically, so not... statistically, the argument can actually be made. It'd be him and Jordan. Yeah, and no, no, un- understood. But my Jeter, you so... can't do that with. You can't even come close with that. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, yeah, I understand. I'm not even. I'm not disagreeing. All I'm <laughs> saying is, if people are saying that LeBron I get is the best about LeBron, yeah, no, fair enough. But if people are saying that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Someone who feels that Jordan is definitely the greatest player of all time could say he's overrated. Your face you tells me like you agree. Argue. That's kind of a stretch, but I give it to you. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, if you're gonna use I, I, Jordan, I'm not agree. I'm I'm not arguing he's overrated. I don't love him, yeah. but he's not overrated. It's just haters, man. It's just haters. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I really hope this poll was anonymous. Yeah, because because uh, these players make a lot of money because of LeBron. So you know, they they, I, they better kiss the ring. Like, I I really hope this is a Mitchell report where it comes out where everybody says, "Ah, oh, hey LeBron, these guys think you suck." Well, I want to see you vote for Semi Ojale. <laughs> That's who I want to meet. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Uh, but all right, let's move it on to the final segment it's going to be it's going to be one and done for all of you uh and that is again from our good friend Brent, ryan Britton, because he's the only one that listens to our show uh should, what should one we, sporting um, event should we actually give his last name or should we just call him ryan from western massachusetts 
Yeah, forget his name is Ryan Britton. Yeah. And he lives in <laughs> West Spring. No, I don't know where he lives. Yeah. All right. No. From now on. From parts we'll unknown. Our, yeah. Our good friend Death Ryan, Valley. From parts unknown. Uh, he says, why is Pat on the show? <laughs> it's a fair question. I think it's because we get a tax break if we have him on. Because he just has the best. The he has the best top thirty lists whenever it comes to. <laughs> and it Ooh. fills airtime. It fills airtime. Yeah. It's just awful. No, he didn't actually ask that. Well, he did in our chat, but he didn't actually ask that for the show. His was what one sporting event or game. This is weird how it was worded. All right. If there was one sporting event or game that you could see that happened before you were alive, what would it be? Before oh, we before were alive. alive. Before you were alive. So I didn't you, this was before we were if alive. you had the chance, like if Pepe could go back and see Bucky Dent hit that big old home run, would he do it? What would you do? Did anybody My think first? about this? Your first. My first? Yeah. Um, Bucky Dent's a really good answer, actually. Um, You're welcome. But I wouldn't pick that. I'd pick when Ruth called his shot. Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. That's fun. Or, or Roger Maris's 61st home run. Hmm. That'd be pretty awesome. Okay. I didn't realize that it was – I didn't read because I, I love Ryan from Western Massachusetts. But uh, <laughs> I don't have time to be reading so I just thought it was anything, and I was going to pick Boone's home run because that would have been freaking awesome to be at. Uh, but, yeah, I'd go with uh, Maris's 61st or the, the called shot. That would be pretty cool. Pat? Um, I think I would go with uh, Hank Aaron's 715. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that makes that's cool. Doug? Yeah. Jeez, I thought it was present day or like in my lifetime like what 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 did i miss out on okay i gotta go all time and this is kind of weird because i don't even follow the sport but i would probably pick any one of the ali fraser fights or ali foreman yeah. i oh, think that would have been change mine. really cool to see live that would be cool oh yeah. i mean yeah. i have no desire to uh to, to watch boxing anymore but uh I'm just captivated by old time boxing, the Thrilla and, the, and Manila, and the larger than life personalities, and 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 Ali, just a cultural icon. I would have loved to have seen him box in his prime. That would have been cool. David, uh, Pat said he wanted to change his. Oh. Yeah, D- Doug, you brought up a good point. It's not necessarily even a sporting event that's like near and dear to you right now. 1980 Miracle on Ice, I think, would have been awesome to see when U.S. beat the Russians. I think that would have been that's the sporting event i would have liked to have seen yep it's a good one i truthfully struggled with this one i i didn't like have anything that i could remember i thought of a player that i would love to have watched play though and that was oscar robinson i would have loved to have seen oscar robinson play like live uh because film for that time it isn't the best but uh he was a man among boys and so that would be cool. But that's all I got. I didn't really, I don't know. I'm not really much of a historian with sports. You live in the present. You're a present guy. I would have liked to have seen 
the uh, the invention of the flying V by the Mighty Ducks. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> every time, every time I go to a hockey game and they all get near that Why that, don't they that do net, it? They, I just think they're gonna, and then they don't. They don't do it. That's why they One don't day. win. Well, guys, this has been a riveting show. I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed it. Um, if anybody's got any final comments, any send-offs, anything they want to, to share with the with the fans, uh, all our fans. Yeah, do you have any so many fans? Minor leaguers or any other? Do you want to talk about the Royals farm system at all? No? They're A league uh, players. Bradley Singer will be coming up this year. Pitcher out of Florida. Um, God, he's just the worst. He's just. Brendan Rodgers will be coming up for Colorado, which that could be. All really right, good everybody. So if you want, Owen Rodgers. Oh my God. Baseball sister podcast is minor league talk with Pat Cullen. Baseball. We really have to do this every week. I, I, I will say though, the yeah. XFL does have really good timing, right? Because you still get your football fix. It's not quite playoff time for the NHL, NBA. Major League Baseball is just starting spring training, so the XFL definitely is at a good time. Hopefully, it uh, keeps going. I mean, again, if you if it, for what it is, I think it's good. You can't expect even, it to be the NFL, but yeah, right. Even if the league folds, I think Vince is going to make money off of some of the uh, in-game innovations that he's yep brought forward. Every yeah. time you say folds, I think of Pat saying Nick folds. Yeah. Did you say Nick Foles? <laughs> you talk about overrated. Yes. Oh man. Pat Cullen is overrated. There's an overrated player. All right. Well, that was fun. So, thanks to everybody who listened to this, which is probably Ryan from Western Mass and Tom from Hi, Western Tommy. Mass. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ma sports pod, and uh, email us at middleagesports at gmail .com and share all your favorite upcoming players with Pat. Because he's the only one who's going to read it. And, and can I got. can I just dedicate can I dedicate Quick, this episode stop. to Martin Prado? Hit stop. Oh, Thank God, you, Martin, for everything. Damn it, you're the man. Damn it, stop, Pepe. Hit. All right, we're done. We're out. Bye. Bye.